Welcome to Scanner School, session number 29. Today we're talking about preamps, when to use them, where to use them, how to use them, and if I use them or if I don't use them. Welcome to the Scanner School, a podcast dedicated to the scanner radio hobby. Class is about to begin. Here is your host, Phil Lichtenberger. So welcome to Scanner School. My name is Phil Lichtenberger, and this podcast is here to teach you everything that you need to know about the scanner radio hobby. If this is the first time you're listening to the podcast, let me say welcome and do me a favor. Click that subscribe button right now so you don't miss any other episodes because right now we're talking about everything that's connected from the antenna all the way down to the back of the radio. It's a little, little mini series that we're putting together. And uh, with this little mini series, we have two real, uh, we have one really cool thing that's coming and uh, we got one that that you can get on right away. So the first thing is a contest. This contest will be announced after we get through the meat and potatoes here. Uh, if you want to jump right to it right now, go to scannerschool.com slash contest. We're going to let you know everything about the contest coming up after we get through the material in today's podcast. The second thing that's come up that's really cool is that uh, I was on the phone this week with Scanner Master. Scanner Master is one of the largest and oldest scanner radio companies in United States, and they do international shipping. So if you're outside the States and you're looking for something for your scanner, check out scannermaster.com. And uh, in fact, if you want to do, use my affiliate link, which means that Scanner School will own a small commission if you make a purchase, just go to scannerschool.com slash scannermaster. Now, if you go into Scanner Master and you're looking to buy a new scanner and you happen to put $200 or more in your shopping cart, here's something really cool that Scanner Master is offering to you only for our listeners and the Scanner School community. Use the code SCANNERSCHOOL, followed by the number 7 at checkout for free shipping on any order of $200 or more. So Scanner School 7. Doesn't matter if it's capital, lowercase, a mix of both, but it's got to be Scanner School, one word with the number seven. That is your coupon code for free shipping if you use, uh, if you order $200 or more. So again, scannerschool.com slash scanner master. Now, the other thing that uh, we want to do is take a quick break here and let you guys, we'll remind, remind you guys that the podcast this week is sponsored by East Coast Pages. Now, full disclaimer. East Coast Pagers is my company. Now, East Coast Pagers is a Unication, Apollo, and Swiss phone pager dealer. So if you're looking for a new G1, a G4, a G5 by Unication, or maybe you want the new S-Quad 360 or the S-Quad Voice by Swiss phone, so go to eastcoastpagers.com slash scanner school. And when you make a purchase of a Unication pager, uh, a G1, a G4, or a G5, you'll find a little bit of something extra in your shopping cart just from me to you. All right, guys. Now that we've paid the bills, let's move on to what we are talking about in today's podcast. Preamplifiers. So preamplifiers, they are next in the series because in an ideal situation, they belong directly under the antenna or as close to the antenna as you can get them. And the reason why we want to preamp as close to the antenna as possible is because you don't want anything additional getting in the way of the what's received through the antenna and what the preamp wants to amplify. What happens is if you put the preamp as close as you can to the antenna, it's going to get a really clean signal from the receive path, right? The antenna. But if you move it all the way to the end of the coax, it has all that noise that's being introduced by the coax and any bad jumper or bad connector. Maybe you have a splitter in there, which I hope you really don't. Um, but all that adds to the loss in the system. And then all of a sudden now the preamp has to amplify all that plus the noise. Now, again, we're talking about ideal situations here, and I understand, I really do understand that not everybody is able to put the preamp underneath the antenna. We're talking ideal situation here. So we're talking an ideal situation here. All right, so 
If you can't put the preamp at the top, that's fine. Just put it as close as you can. So how do you power up a preamp if it is at the top of the of your antenna mast or right underneath the antenna? Because a preamp does need power. It needs DC in order to do its little magic, in order to power up and amplify. So you can do it one of two ways. You can run a dedicated power line up to the preamp from your house, or you can run it through your coax. Now, in order to run it through the coax, you would need to install a bias T. Now, a bias T basically is a RF pass-through on one end. It's like a it's like a T connector. So the RF passes through the T connector, and then on one side, you're actually going to inject DC voltage. And this DC voltage is going to be injected. It's going to go up the coax to the preamplifier. The preamplifier is going to siphon off the DC uh, voltage. And then it's going to then be clean signal to the antennas, be no voltage going to the antenna. The, the 12 volts or whatever it is that's required by your preamplifier is going to be used up by the preamplifier and pulled out of the system at that point. So again, you want the preamp up top because, for an example, you know, if, if I'm talking right now into the microphone, I'm pretty much on top of the microphone, about you know, less than a fist away from the microphone. And the microphones kind of have a built-in preamp and all that too when, when you look at the software and whatnot. But if I move back maybe an arm's length from the microphone, you're going to start picking up background noise when I'm not talking and everything else. And that's kind of what the, the preamp is going to end up doing if you have it bottom-mounted. So again, make believe right now I'm antenna-mounted preamp. And as I go back further away from the microphone, now I'm about an arm's length away, you hear what happens. And I come forward again, too. So you can probably hear a bit of background noise, or I'm definitely a lot weaker than I was when I was sitting on top of the microphone. That's another reason why you want the preamp up there. It's kind of the best way I can kind of explain it to you guys. So we've got the um, preamplifier located as close to the antenna as possible, getting power either by a bias T or a, um, a dedicated pair of lines. Sometimes you just have to send one line up there, and it's grounded out through your ground system as well. All right, so here's something else we have to remember about a preamplifier. It depends on the preamplifier that you buy. If you buy a wideband preamplifier, it's going to preamp or amplify everything that's in that band split. So if you buy something that covers like from 30 to 1.3 gig, then everything's going to be amplified. So if you're in an urban environment like I'm in, that could be a headache because now you're bringing in all the noise, you're bringing in uh, any cell sites that are close by, maybe you have a... Uh, a, a transmitter close by, an FM transmitter, you know, you're raising your noise floor. Everything is going to be equally raised. Part of my problem here is I can look at my back door and see a cell site. So if I were to put a preamp on my antenna mast, I'm also going to be raising the input of that cell site, which my scanner right now is rejecting pretty well. But if I raise that up too high, maybe my scanner is not going to be able to now pick up my local trunk system that's a county away that's on 800 megahertz because the closer cell site now is going to basically deafen the receiver on 800 and make it useless for me so you kind of have to play this game where you know it's you could benefit from a preamp or you can definitely you know shoot yourself in the foot when it comes to using a preamp um so one of the things too that i like to say is if you want a preamp maybe buy one that is going to be specific for the band that you want to pick up if you're really interested in vhf aviation Buy a preamp that is just going to amplify that kind of stuff, and everything else will just pass right through it. Maybe you need something for UHF. Buy something for UHF, all right? So maybe go a little specific on what you want. Because the other thing is, too, like if you put it too close to the receiver, you might think, oh, I got four, uh, you know, I, I was getting two bars on, on the scanner, and I'm getting four bars on the scanner. Well, no, you've raised the noise flow by two bars. So you're still going to get the two bars. You just raised everything up. You raised all the noise. 
All right, so that's another headache when it comes to the preamplifiers. What I had with one of mine when I had a preamplifier in my setup, um, I had it down in the shack. So I didn't have it up top, like in the ideal situation, I had it down here. And I had it before my multi-coupler. Most of the radios worked fine, but I had one radio that was just deaf. I actually had to put 6 dB of attenuation in the jumper from the multi-coupler to the back of that radio in order to bring down the preamp, basically, so that the scanner would then work again. So you may find out your money may vary, too. You may go ahead and, I mean, you might probably spend $100, $200, $300 on a preamp, and all of a sudden find out you can't receive anything. So you got to watch that as well. Here's, here's I think, what you guys, you guys are kind of hearing from me, right? I'm, I'm bringing a lot of negative to the table when it comes to preamplifiers. I'm not really one. I'm not a fan of them. And maybe that's because of where I live. I'm in a suburban environment. Like I said, I am about six blocks away from, uh, you know, my, my local firehouse who keys up on UHF. I'm in line of sight distance from a local cell site, um, you know, with the water tank, with, with a couple other antennas on top of it as well. So we have a lot in my neighborhood where it's, it's pretty, a pretty decent RF environment to say the least. Instead of spending money on a preamp, I have some other suggestions for you. Maybe where you can spend the money, maybe you get better benefit so you don't have to go out and buy a preamp. Everybody's situation is different. If you're an apartment dweller, maybe you want a preamp. If you're stuck with an HOA or homeowners association and have a antenna that's stuck to an attic, maybe again you want a preamp. Everybody's situation is different. My situation here says I'm not a fan of preamps only because I really didn't see too much of a benefit on it. What would I do if I had to choose between redesigning everything in my shack or installing a preamp? Obviously, a preamp might be the easier thing to do. But let's take a look at where I can invest better money and maybe improve my reception overall so that I don't even need the preamp. So one of the things you can buy is a better antenna. Maybe you have a coat hanger antenna or, or something that's just a temporary thing. Maybe you invest in a a discount antenna. Now I talked about discount antennas on last week's podcast at scannerschool.com slash session 28. And I am looking at the diamond D one 30 and J discount antenna. And if you're interested in that scanner antenna for yourself, you can go to scannerschool.com slash D one 30. That's D Delta one three zero and J Nancy Juliet. And that'll take you over using my affiliate code to Scanner Master, where you can look at all the specs of that antenna. Or the other thing you do too is you can go to my resources page. I am building out my resources page as we go through this little mini series. So as I talk about antennas, I'm building the resources for any antennas. As I talk about preamps, uh, maybe you're not going to add a preamp in there, but I'm going to do the coax. I'll be doing the multi-couplers and, and all that other stuff in there as well. So you can go to scannerschool.com slash resources. And you also find out too, some of the software I recommend, uh, some of the places I recommend the shop and whatnot too in there as well. Okay, guys. So back on track here. Maybe you think about swapping out the antenna. Maybe you think about if you're interested in maybe 800 megahertz, you buy a antenna that's tuned for 800 megahertz. That'll get you some gain. Maybe you're looking to only pick up something in one direction. You throw a Yagi antenna up there and you point it at the direction you want to get into. So here's a little backtrack too. If you have issues with simulcast, preamps probably will not help you at all with simulcast because you're going to end up amplifying everything else just beyond what the scanner is able to comprehend too. So again, a Yagi antenna is probably what you want to invest in or at least a decent antenna. What else can you invest in besides a preamp? Well, let's look at the coax. If you're using some cheap coax, money is where it's at when it comes to coax. Don't shy away from spending a dollar a foot when it comes to coax. Yeah, I said a dollar a foot. We're going to go through coax next week between uh, 213, RG6, LMR400. We'll dissect a couple of the top 
numbers on coax, explain what they all mean, explain what we're looking at when we're buying coax, explain why we buy certain coax uh, between the impedance and everything else, too, when it comes to picking out what model coax you want to buy. So uh, tune to next week's show to find out what I have to say about that one. But again, quality coax is really where it's at because... You know, we think about it, you know, the, the, the antenna is the last piece, you know, between where the your station meets the meets the air. It's like where the rubber meets the road. It all works together, right? So if you have a bad antenna or a bad connector or a bad jumper or you have leaky coax, you know, something that's not working well, maybe you put in TV splitters. And I really hope you don't put TV splitters in there because if you look at the TV splitters very closely, you'll notice, too, they have a loss on them. Like a two-port TV splitter is going to have 3 dB loss. A four-port is probably going to have 6 dB loss. A six port may even have as low as 10 dB across a certain number of ports, 3 dB on others, six on the other ports. Why do you want to take a loss by using a TV splitter? Now, again, we'll have other solutions, multi-couplers, coming up in a week or two on the podcast as well. And we'll talk about why I prefer multi-couplers over splitters. Now, again, too, if you have a cable TV preamp, again, another bad idea because the ports are not isolated like they are in a multi-coupler. little story for you all is um, I had somebody that feeds two live feeds to my website and he's got a fire ground feed and he's got a dispatch feed and he's scratching his head and he keeps complaining i hear the dispatch over my fire ground feed so we sat down and over the phone i'm like i just don't understand it it's like you this this, this radio is only it's not scanning he goes it's not scanning it's only on the fire ground it's the one's only on dispatch i said good what do you have between the two antennas between the two radios he goes oh i have a multi-coupler okay shoot me a picture uh, the guy had a cablevision tv preamp so I told him, I said, go to your dispatch radio and throw a rubber duck in the back of the dispatch radio. Run the fire ground out, out to the antenna. Let me know what happens. He goes, oh, it's magic. It stopped. And what, what happened? Well, it's because the two radios were kind of talking to each other through the coax line. They weren't isolated. So when one would stop on the dispatch channel, it must have been feeding through on the correct frequency that the IF and the other scanner was picking up on it. So you have those situations as well. Or sometimes, too, you'll hear the radios, you'll hear the clock in them, you'll hear them oscillating, click, 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 you know, in the speaker as you're receiving something, uh, if, if you have them combined together using T connectors or something like that. So you really the best practice is to isolate it. Now, again, we'll talk more about this when we talk about uh, multi-couplers. What else can you do? Well, you can limit the number of jumpers you have. Maybe you have some poor connected jumpers. Maybe they're not they're sloppy. Maybe they're F connectors. Maybe you have F to BNC connectors or, or SMA to BNC. You really want to try and limit any type of physical connection that changes uh, the type of... I mean, it's going to be little loss, but everything kind of adds up here. Now, again, too, something that adds up, too, is the length of your coax. If you can do a 20-foot run, but you have a 100-foot run because you went out and you bought a 100-foot of coax, that extra you know foot... 75 feet could be hurting you, especially if it's really lost, high loss coax, and especially the higher up you go in frequencies. So you really want the shortest run coax that you can get. So that's another thing that I would recommend doing. Um, and then the other thing would be, again, let's say limit the number of jumpers, adapters, um, stay away from splitters. That's really you know what I would recommend instead of being a premium. Now, if you've done all that and... You've got the cleanest and the best setup in the world, and then you want to go ahead and use a preamp, I'd say go for it. But just remember, sometimes preamps are more harm than they are good. So with that, really quick 15-minute conversation, maybe less than that, about preamps. All right, so we're very happy to announce our Scanner School Contest for July of 2018. So the reason why we're holding this contest right now is because we are teaching you about how to build or improve your scanner radio setup. From the antenna to the coax to the 
uh, lightning protection, multi-couplers, preamps, anything that sits from the antenna all the way down to the bottom of your scanner radio. And we want to make sure that you're able to purchase something that you've learned or something to improve your scanner setup. So if you go to scannerschool.com slash contest, you can enter to win a $100 gift card to Scanner Master. Now again, Scanner Master isn't sponsoring this giveaway. This is money that I put up because I want to make sure that you're able to upgrade or build out your scanner setup. So how can you win? Again, if you go to scannerschool.com slash contest, you will see several different ways and each different way has a number of entries that are associated to it. So one way you can win is by entering daily. You click on the link once per day and I'll give you one entry. The other ways you can win is by going Facebook like, you can join our group, you can follow us on Twitter, you can subscribe to my YouTube channel, you can follow my personal Instagram account, or if you haven't done so already, you can subscribe to our podcast. Now again, each one of these will give you a different number of entries, but if you've already been a member and you've already been following us or whatever else, you can still go in and join us on a daily entry or just click on the other links. They might work. So again, go to scannerschool.com slash contest for your chance to win a $100 gift card to Scanner Master. So the window of entry is from July 3rd, 2018 to July 31st, 2018. And the $100 gift card will be awarded at noon on August 1st. So we wish you the best of luck. Remember, scannerschool.com slash contest. All right, guys. So I think I pretty much summed it up in that one. Just remember, you can... You can enter every day, scannerschool.com slash contest. Scanner Master ships internationally. So this is not a United States-based contest. This is open to anywhere that that basically they ship. Remember, you can you can enter every day. You can uh, subscribe to the podcast if you're subscribed, to the YouTube, Facebook group, Facebook page. Uh, there's plenty of ways that you can enter. And again, too, don't forget, share it with your friends. If you share your entry with your friends, you gain more entries as well. So don't be afraid of, of sharing it. Put it on Facebook. Put it on Twitter. Use your special link because anybody who signs up using your link, that gives you more chances to win as well. So again, why are we doing this? Because we want to see you improve your station. Everything we're talking about over this past couple of weeks, the weeks going forward, if you're on the fence or you're looking at buying something or maybe that um, you know you really wanted that antenna but you can't afford it and all of a sudden now you have a $100 gift card in your pocket, I hope that you'll use that to improve your station. And that's why I'm doing this. I want to see you guys help improve your station. That's kind of what we're doing this here. So again, this is not sponsored by Scanner Master. It's being paid for out of pocket by yours truly. So if you're also looking to help support the podcast, you can do so by going to scannerschool.com slash support. we got several ways that you can help support us. Uh, if you shop on Amazon, you can use our affiliate link. If you would like to do eBay, same deal. We have a link to Scanner School, I mean Scanner Master. Um, we have Patreon. Patreon is a great way to help support us on a monthly. It's kind of the PBS model. And I want to say thank our three Patreon supporters. We have, again, Mark Beebe. We have Kenneth Fowler. And we have M.T. Bono. Those are our three Patreon supporters. We certainly do appreciate having you as our support team for the Scanner School Project. All right, guys, I'm wrapping it up now. It's uh, going to be a short podcast this week. Don't forget, I'm in the middle right now of doing my SDS 100 review. There might be some videos up there on my YouTube channel by the time this podcast airs. I'm kind of doing this one in advance. I'm trying to do something new here for the summer. I really want the summer off. Uh, I really want the summer really to focus on the SDS 100. So if you go to sds100review.com, you can see everything that I think about the SDS 100. I have been spending the week here uh, shooting some video. I've been trying to do some time-lapse stuff and some really cool videos 
and reviews for you guys. So again, you guys can only find out about that if you check me out at uh, sds100.com and sign up for the email list while you're over there. Now again, too, if you haven't done so already, subscribe to the podcast and sign up for our email list. It's another way that you can enter to the contest. Scannerschool.com slash contest. Best of luck, everybody. We'll see you all next week. My name is Phil Lichtenberger. Thank you so much for listening to the Scanner School podcast where we teach you everything that you need to know about the scanner radio hobby. 73. Thanks for listening to the Scanner School podcast. Be sure to visit www.scannerschool.com to access the show notes and bonus content.